Hello and welcome to the By The Minute Celtic podcast. My name is Lauren Stonigan and I'm joined this week, as I'm joined every week, by my good pal and co-host, Mr Remy McSwain. How you doing, Rem? I'm, uh, I'm just champion, Lawrence, but I was uh, I was wondering if we should maybe rebrand the podcast and call it By The Minute, the other team. <sighs> I know, it's really bad, isn't it? Uh, Paul, how you doing, pal? Uh, I'm, I'm very good. Uh, just... Uh... Thoroughly enjoying all the spinal tap comparisons I've been coming up with all day with Stevie. The uh, I've just spent the last half hour. There's 82 pages of comments on follow follow. That's, I, I've been uh, I've been laughing like muttly all day, and the opportunities I've had to go on Twitter and into uh, follow follow and uh, WhatsApp groups. I'm just pissing myself at the, at the despair that has that has hit them. The uh, so the Kilmarnock second goal is on page 66 if anybody's interested and you want to avoid all the rest of it. But the best one is they're raging about the referee for some reason. And the best one is the boy saying, let's, don't spend any money on players, let's just buy VAR for the whole of Scottish football. Yeah, saw that one. <laughs> they, actually think, they actually think they'd be worse off if VAR came in. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's just... I mean, do you remember when we were told to uh, suck up bad decisions, and uh, they they were uh, you know they they were moaning about a, a handball last night, um, and you know they they seem to forget they get away with a blatant handball on Saturday. Oh, the so, Conor Golson save. Aye, so they, I mean these things they're told even them out over the course of a season. Well, these things will even them out over the course of four days for them. Uh, anyway, we'll come on to them in a bit. Uh, last night, uh, Celtic 5, Hearts 0. Uh, were you at the game, Paul? Uh, yeah, very much was. It was very oh, enjoyable right. as well. Uh, you hate the, the Jambos more than anything, don't you? Oh, well, being, being a kind of staying over towards the East Coast, they, they're as noisy as the other mob sometimes. Uh, not very often, but they they get up at you a bit. So it was. Uh, Again, I had a, a doubly enjoyable night and day last night and today responding to texts and a lot of people who didn't respond to texts, funnily enough. All right. Uh, the, uh, they're bad, though, aren't they? Although, to be fair, just going into the game itself, at first, I thought they did all right the first half. I mean, they were only 1-0 down, but you'd have had a few chances. They, they had about 15 minutes before half time where we kept giving them the ball. Scott Brown probably had his, his worst 15 minutes of the season <laughs> and uh, and just every time he got the boy just gave it away for about 10, 10, 15 minutes but I mean they never threatened I think they had one shot at goal in that, that space of time so you know they contained us a wee bit but you know by that point we could have been probably in two or three up um, The team Paul what, what, before the game I'm th- I couldn't wait to see what the team what team he was going to pick you know who gets dropped? Because I thought uh, I thought Elian Yusi looked really good on Sunday. I know it was Clyde, but I thought, oh my goodness! And uh, Christie uh, looks good anytime he plays. But uh, were you surprised at the team, Paul? Or were, you, were you pretty yeah. much? I, I think that if you look at the last few weeks, that's more or less. Maybe we would still a wee question mark over the left wing back position, but it's more or less becoming the settled best team in that formation. You know. Uh, I just thought team team, you know, if they were going to play three five two, that's your that's your best team based on current form. So uh, I know Taylor was disappointed in his last game, but 
you know, we'll come on to talk about the game, but I thought he more than made up for that last night. Um, but how can you how can you drop Ryan Christie, <laughs> or how can you not play Ryan Christie? Well, the, the problem when you if you're playing that system, how can you drop Sham? I mean, that's basically Christie's problem now. The same problem that Sham had before Christmas when Christie was undroppable. You've got the two of them plus Tom Rogic, who all arguably are good enough to play in that team, you know, permanently. But it's great to have those options. Uh, were you surprised, Rem, or were you? Do you think? No, well? it was pre- pretty much the team I expected, to be honest. Uh, if he was, as Paul said, if he's going to play three-five-two, you'd say that's probably given who's fit and who's available and who's on form. Uh, that's the team he was going to start with. But I think he, I think he's got some interesting uh, selection problems in the next couple of weeks. Uh, why do you say that? What? Well, he, he, he's too good to be left out. He is, isn't he? But he can't. He can't play wing back, though, can he? I mean, he's not. Uh, do I don't it. think he can. I don't think he can. But you know, he. So we might go back to uh, the the original formation because what what people forget is that we were tanking teams early in the season with the the four two three one formation um, when El Yunusi was fit. So I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we went back to it on Sunday at Putaudry. The uh... The only thing is, you could make the argument that teams—not that they worked us out—but you know they're used to playing a four-two against a four-two-three-one, and this is a completely new challenge for them. And and none, well, certainly nobody that we've played so far with it has come to grips with it. The uh, but you are right. I mean, how how would you fit Elliot and Christie into that into that lineup? I, I guess the man, the thing uh, Rem is the man management as well. If if I'm playing and I've done nothing wrong. I'd be mad if I get dropped. And nobody's really done anything wrong, have they? No, no they haven't. I mean, that, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying he's got, he's got interesting selection problems because I, I don't think... I mean, I said to you last week, I'm not a massive fan of the 3-5-2. Um, it, it's given us more attacking threat, but defensively we can look... When even Hearts made his look ropey as for about 10 minutes, which with Scott Brown, their creator-in-chief. But we, we just... We just there's something no right about it, and the, the thing is, we've only we only at present only have three centre halves. So that, I mean, the other thing as well is that El Hamid allegedly is back in training, as is Beaton. So all of a sudden, you you might be able to be a bit more flexible at the back. So I, I don't know, but I, I just think El Yanusi is too good a player to be on the bench for us. It's, it's always great to get a tactical masterclass from Scotland's Jonathan Wilson, isn't it, Paul? There's just something no right about it. Well, there is. We're all over the place at times. I think we are. We are a wee bit imbalanced at times, and I guess that's the risk when you play a better team. You're, you're getting away with it against the likes of Hearts, but uh, yeah, if, if you're playing a team, yeah, it'll be interesting. Jumping ahead, it'll be interesting to see how how we would shape up against Copenhagen, for instance, because uh, you've got to assume that'll be a sort of higher standard than than maybe we've played in the last few weeks. So. Uh, it's good to have the flexibility. I mean, we've got Frimpong probably a few weeks away from coming back as well, and he was undroppable for a period before Christmas till he got his injury. So, you know, got some some great options to have if they all stay fit. Well, I'll tell you what, one of my problems with it is Lawrence. We yeah. don't have a left-sided centre half in the three. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, right about that. I, I, my issue with it is is I mean, McGregor's been playing great, but. And again, I noticed the last he was a bit I mean, he was a bit more disciplined last night. You know, he played a more defensive. He wasn't in the game much. I know he scored, 
but I think that was because he was kind of sitting a bit more. Um, so against them, the, the big issue, I think we talked about this before in the podcast, is that space uh, down our left, uh, uh, you know, and where Arebo was able to exploit. Uh, you know, how do we how do we cover that space? You know, in Cham, I, I I don't know where he's playing in the three. I mean, do you know where he's playing in the three? I, 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 I mean, he's all over the place, which is great. But, you know, so that, it kind of ties McGregor down a little bit. And that, and that worries me because he's so effective, you know, further up the park. You know, mm. if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're playing in Europe or if you're playing them at Ibrox or, uh, you know, do you have two sitters? Do you have that 2-1 or do you have that 1-2? I mean, you, you want, I think you want the 2-1, but who's going to play alongside Brown? Is it going to be McGregor? Is it going to be in Cham? It's a uh, it, you well, know right I, now you don't right now you don't need to change it. I mean, I, I thought last night in Cham was absolutely fantastic. I thought he was a man of the match, and I thought McGregor was just behind him. I thought McGregor had a great game last night. He linked mm. up really, really well with Taylor. Uh, it was probably Taylor's best game in an attacking sense. It, it helped him that Hearts seemed to have nobody on his side of the pitch. He had the absolute freedom of the park. He didn't have to beat a man. McGregor just played him in, and he could he hit crosses all night. I thought I thought in midfield of the three last night, it was Brown who had a poor first half. But he was absolutely fine in the second half. But I, I, right now in the three, I don't think you change it. I, well, no. I don't. I, I don't. For a, simply from a man management perspective, I, I don't think you can change it either because nobody's done anything wrong. Uh, but there will be injuries along the way. But it will be a, again. Good point, Rem. You know where does Ellen? You can't play him. But you, you know you can't. You, basically, you can't play him in a three-five-two. Uh, and if you're playing Chrissy in a three-five-two, the only one I can see you would drop would be would be Griffiths. You know, and you push you push Edward further up, and then Christie drops into that. You, you know the role that uh, Edward is currently playing. That's the only way I can... He tried, he tried a bit of that last night. He, play, he played Christie up front for a wee while when he came on, but not for long. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Christie's... I, I, I said to you last week, I think Christie's a six or an eight. But let's be honest, we have... It's fantastic problems to have. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh. The... Uh, <laughs> as I say, Hartsler, I was on Twitter. Uh, oh, by the way, so I got my usual feed. Obviously, the Celtic TV, they've my suppliers, uh, I think Celtic. I've I've got into them, so they can't. They can never get a Celtic TV stream, so they mm-hmm. resorted to Hearts TV last night. Now, the boy I can't. I'm trying to. Oh, there his name, L- Laurie Dunsire. Or Dunsire. He was brilliant. He was absolutely. He, uh, he must be Anne Budge's nephew then. <laughs> Apparently, he does a. Uh, does a Hearts podcast with Big Mark Donaldson. Uh, but he, honestly, he was really, so I, I, on the pod, I just thought, I mean, really good. Uh, really good. Not at all. You know how these club guys are usually screaming and shouting? He was he was really quite sardonic. Uh, it was good. Um, anyway, I was on saying Hearts are pretty good. I couldn't believe, again, I think this all the time. I think that's about Hamilton. I was looking at Hearts and thinking, they, well, how are they bought in the league? Because they're doing all right. They've got quite a good, I thought Walker did all right for them. Um, they were they were blowing out their arse well, after about half an hour. That's why that the press a bit like another team that doesn't have the legs for it. They, they their press might work in their wee toty pitch, but they're never going to get away with that at Celtic Park. 
uh, especially with we nasy nasy in the midfield, oh, uh, who, who doesn't run the length of himself. Um, as soon as we got the second goal, they collapsed and they looked gubbed after about an hour. The, uh, what, but what I was going to say, all the Hearts fans came up and said, well, wait, what about the goalkeeper? And of course, lo and behold, uh, old chocolate wrist, uh, pretty Craig Gordon-esque punch out to, to and Cham, who just slotted home 1-0. And that, that was kind of basically it. Well, I, you know, I know uh, he had a bit of a go after that. But yeah, right, Remy, uh, second half started, they were, pff, they were gubbed. Well, um, I mean, I, I just, I can see what he's trying to do, but I don't think he's got the players for it. He doesn't, but he brought on the boy that got sent off, Bernard Langer. Uh, well, I, I, I honestly have no idea who he was um, when when he came on, and uh, I, I, he was he was atrocious. He well, looked completely unfit. Well, that's what I was going to say. He looked as if he was carrying about two stone and extra weight. I mean, he was, I couldn't believe he was a professional football player. But uh, he wasn't that far uh, behind the rest of the team. Uh, Julian scored. By the way, Paul, that's Julian's, is it sixth or seventh goal of the year? Seventh, I think, eh? Has he he beaten any other seven million pound players in the goal scoring charts? Very chance. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's got more assists than him as well, so... uh... I uh, he did well. It was a, again a, another great corner for, for Griffiths. It's quite bizarre describing any Celtic corner as a great one, given our, our recent history. But uh, he, he rose rose fantastic. Again, the keeper though, the keeper just flapped it. It was it was a good header, but it was right in the middle of the goals. And any decent keeper at least would have got a hand in it. But he had his his, his kind of hands were bent back over his head practically when it went in. So pretty hopeless. Um, that's serious though. Kent's got, what, six goals? I think it's six this year. Huh? Which is more than he scored last year in, in 45 games or whatever. And Julian has got, has got seven. Seven million. They've got absolutely done by Liverpool there, haven't they? Absolutely done. The, uh... well, that's what comes when, when you buy in desperation. I know we, we've suffered for it in the past. You go in on deadline day absolutely desperate to make some kind of statement to your fans and Liverpool are just sitting there waiting with their, their wallets wide open on you come, boys. So, uh, I'm sure they never paid seven million for them either. I'm, I know they paid they paid a few quid for them, but it's you know unless they've emptied out the the piggy banks or employed the guys that uh, mug Dave King, I don't think they're going to get any money elsewhere. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what's on that laptop. What's on that laptop? Be, that'll be quite good. Um, I'll tell you what's, just sorry, just on that, I don't know if you read the story yesterday, his house got broken into as well, so mm-hmm. in the space of 48 hours he got robbed in the street uh, and he, he got his house broken in, and he's now having to borrow a laptop off his pal to check his emails, so multi-billionaire Dave King, can he go to the South African Curries and buy another laptop? <laughs> is it, is it, what was that What was that old uh, Stepek, what was it called, uh, Rem, the old place in Glasgow? Okay. Glenn's Hutchins Hutchins step, step, that's, <laughs> Paul, you're, you're way ahead of the times, mate. It should be Glenn's Hutchins, whatever, stepping. Uh, uh, you know. They haven't arrested any 12-year-olds for it, have they? <sighs> the, uh, oh, I've even forgot about Well, no, I'm getting to that, actually. The, um, but just on the, um, well, they probably haven't paid, but I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm, what what reason would Liverpool have to lie about the, the, the 
the the fee. But Liverpool, they've gone. I looked this up. They went and bought the uh, the the midfielder from Salzburg. I think he's only played a cup times. Is it Minamino? Right. Yeah. Right for the same money that they sold Ryan Kent. Minamino. I checked it. Right. He played 136 games for Salzburg in the Champions League, Europa League, Austrian Champions. 136 games. Scored 42 goals from midfield. Right. Same price as Ryan Kent. That's just mental. I think the other thing you might find, Lawrence, about Liverpool reporting the fee correctly is I think they do proper accounts. So um, they, they will have reported the fee correctly. I mean, the Huns will have paid about £1.5 million as a deposit or something like that. But it, it, it probably is that price. Anyway, uh, Julian uh, beating Kent in the goal-scoring charts. Um, Good goal from McGregor. Uh, I have to say, though, his knee slide was atrocious. Oh, atrocious. <laughs> so, it, it, it reminded me of he was a French Charlie Mulgrew. It was that bad. <laughs> uh, good goal from McGregor. Paul, you want to take that one? Uh, it was, it was, uh, the third and fourth goals were both quite similar in as much as I think we won the ball in our own half out in the right. Nice pass infield and then we kind of defence, uh, sorry, midfield split and pass out. Great one too. Uh, McGregor got it, played Taylor in, and he just—I thought he was going to flash it across the front of goal, but McGregor was obviously screaming for it. Just laid it back when I played for him. It was a lovely finish, lovely goal. It was a better strike than uh, Ryan Christie's, to be fair. Aye, aye, to, 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 to be fair, he, he hit it well, but uh, again, the Christie goal kind of jumped ahead, but it was very, very similar in terms of that time uh, Taylor did flash it across the front of goal and I think Edward missed it, but uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the cleanest of hits, might have took a deflection as well, but you know, by that point, hearts were absolutely broken. Uh, I see um, on you, our pal uh, Remy, you and Murray, you left after the fourth goal. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw that. He uh, got... he, he, to be fair, he wasn't alone in that. Oh, was he not? Uh, no, and I, I, I have to say, I have absolutely no sympathy for them. I'm the same as Paul. I love hammering them. Uh, they are going down, aren't they? They are. Well, I think no. I think Hamilton are really down to the bare bones. I, I, if if they don't get a result on Saturday against Hamilton, they're going down. But if they beat Hamilton, I think they'll stay up. Well, they've got Hamilton St. Mern the next two weeks, so. They've got to take six points from that. If, if they don't, they are they are they're going down. I thought this dental guy was supposed to be quite good. I mean, I guess he's got sort of tactical ideas, but if you don't have the personnel, it's well, to be fair, he, to be fair, he was higher in uh, Division Three in England than Jack Ross, so he must he must be some manager. I think I think as I said in here before, I've got a good Hibs pal, and his his nickname for him was Jurgen Dunn. Which I think <laughs> probably one of the best nicknames I've ever heard for a, fan, a manager. But I, he's ten week games. I think they've had, and he's 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 got one win and one draw. So <laughs> who did he's on a, guess on a who the Guess who the one was against? <laughs> That's when you knew, and they've been scraping. They've been scraped. That they, they beat Hibs, but that that was a scrape job as well. Um, the um, uh, fifth goal. Big Yozo, first goal of the season. It was, I mean, a great header, a lot of challenging in the header. I mean, he was, I mean, he did well to get his head to all those players around him. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that was a bit of a strange zonal defence. Three of them, three of them in a dugout, and two sitting up beside me in the north side. <laughs> have you ever seen a worse defended corner in your life? I don't think I have. 
I think that's... Well, he got rid of Christoph Berra, right? All right, he's a big do, but he, you know he could head a ball all day. <laughs> so when, when you when you're struggling, I know why he got rid of him because he wants to play a high line. But that's just stupid. When you're in a relegation scrap, stay up and then change it over the summer. Um, and don't play a high line with Suter. By the way, how does John Suter get quoted as a like a Scotland stalwart? Yeah, the future of our national team in defence. He's slow and useless. He's he's gone well. By the way, he has. Uh, he, uh, he, he's, I think the injuries not- have taken toll on him. Ah, he's not come back. He said he had two back-to-back really bad injuries, and I, I think it has taken. I mean, he, he go back two seasons when they first signed him, two and a half seasons. But was, he actually did have a decent amount of pace for a centre half. He, he, he was never the, you know, he, he was never the kind of lightning, but he had a turn on him. Kind of could, he could, but he's lost that. And I think I don't know if it's confidence when you've had those injuries. It must, it must prey in your mind as well. But uh, he's still better than McKenna, to be fair. Um, and uh, I don't think Halkett's the quickest either. The quickest either. He's a he's a he's a archetypal heart centre half. He's a dirty hacking. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a classic. I got there as quick as I could. Ref centre half. He's Aye. just hopeless. The um, anyway, so that was five. The thing I noticed from the goal celebration, actually, I noticed it from all the goal celebrations. Remy, every single player get, goes up. Nobody, nobody stops. You know, nobody just stays at the other end of the park. Everybody's up. Whoever scores, they're all up, you know, giving each other a clap. I, 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 I like to see that. I, and it doesn't happen. It's not, not bad for a manager that lost the dressing room. Aye. Um, the, um, and then the boy got sent off. That was a... a shocker. Well, it's a shocker, but it's just kind of cowardly. What are you trying to prove? You know, 86 minutes, you're getting beat 5-0. I mean... You know, I'll get him for you. Didn't even get him. Didn't even get him. That was it. Was it was such a? It's so bad. He's such a bad player. He didn't even get him. Uh, It was a terrible tackle. I mean, I was uh, quite surprised to see Colm show him a red because I thought it'd be in the last minute he might do the old generous yellow, but it was certainly a red card. He he had to go. Um. Anyway, so that was uh, what was going on. What was the atmosphere like in the ground, Ren? Was it? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how Hearts TV came across for you, but we got a free kick. We got a free kick in the edge of the box, and Edward was lining it up, and Comama equalised. Oh, do, do you know what? Do you know what? I, no, I heard that because I thought the cheer was for Edward taking the going to take the free kick. And it, was a, it was a certain goal. So did we? <laughs> well, the place, the place went ballistic because Comama had equalised, and then uh, so that was. I don't know how long, long ago there, about 15 minutes probably, although I think Aye. it was about 70. No, it was 77th, I think it was. Right? But you, you, it, it made, you know, we, we're, I think we were four up at the time and it, it just got the place absolutely bouncing. Um, and then, of course, when they scored again, it was, the, the atmosphere was just phenomenal. Uh, just people jumping about and singing and have you ever seen Gerard win the league, etc.? Um, <laughs> and it's you know, and it's just the, the the absolute collapse they've had since they came back from Dubai is is hilarious. You know, since he's uh, he's rather premature celebrations in the twenty ninth of December, and then he threw them all under a bus after it as well, which was even funnier. I saw on Twitter last night uh, somebody said they should they should move to Mexico. You know, in Mexico they've got two championships every year. 
They've got one in the spring, uh, one in the autumn into the winter called the Apertura, and then there's one in the kind of New Year. The is it the Clausura or something like that? So somebody saying Rangers should move to Mexico. They'd win the champion. They'd win the uh, Apertura. Um, but the uh, the, the interesting thing, one says the interesting thing is both years they've had these massive celebrations. They weren't top of the league. Yeah, that's right. Um, does look really. I mean, I don't know what we do in in Dubai, but we've come back same as last year, absolutely flying. I mean, I don't know what the the goals per game average is, but it's certainly over three. Must be edging towards. I, I'm guessing that in Dubai we worked on the three five two formation. And we gave the players plenty of rest, relaxation, let them play golf. They went to Dubai and did a pre-season and absolutely flogged them to death. Did we, did our boys, did they play golf? I didn't see anything on social media. Sure they did. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying they, I'm, they trained, but I bet you they weren't doing it like a pre-season. Um, it's, it's interesting, I would say, <laughs> I, I happened to read the Daily Record the bloggers take on it this this afternoon just for a laugh and it was actually quite for them quite rational uh, uh, and they were basically saying exactly what you just said Remy that there's a suspicion that they've been overtrained that they've they've kind of because apparently the end of last season they did a, a mini pre a, a mini pre-season at the end of the season if that makes sense so after after the league finished they spent a week before they went off on holiday where they absolutely flogged them uh, supposedly to build their fitness up before they went off on holiday and then they came back and flogged them again and uh, you know great um, uh, I'd specific. get them up gullet dunes if I was the same kind of I mean <laughs> Is that Michael Beale by any chance you know the tactical genius at Lawrence Adol well so. well again I knew you would bring this up you know he hasn't been in the dugout for the last half a dozen games or five or six games or whatever he got he got sent off at, at Celtic Park I think he, he got a three game ban well, did, did you see? Did you see his quote. He actually admitted to calling Clancy aye. a cheat. Can you imagine if that was one of your coaching staff that, that called? Uh, I mean, it'd, it'd be a national scandal. But he actually he called called Clancy a cheat, and uh, <laughs> in those words, and that's why he got his his extended ban. He'd already got sent off against Hibs, didn't he? Anyway, um, so much gaiety. What what made you happier? I'm, what made you happier, Paul? Right, answer honestly. Us winning again, or them getting beat? Honestly, yeah. Uh, us us winning again because it was against Harps because I absolutely hate them. So so that that I mean I'm married to a jumbo, so my, it was a great oh, night oh, last oh. night when I go home. So uh, <laughs> uh, no. Eh? How is How you? Is you? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, there's there's a story. No, no, it was. Uh, in, in all in all seriousness, it was uh, it's good to see them, but it was actually I was probably more surprised that we were as rampant last night than I was at them getting beat. Because uh, to be honest, kind of the the way they've been the last two three weeks, you're kind of expecting them to drop points. It's no, it was a total shock them getting beat last night. Whereas it would have been a total shock if we dropped any points last night. So uh, no, I, I enjoyed both. I have to say, but the, that was more the icing on the cake them losing. Uh, any any points that they drop is going to be hilarious between now and the end of the season assuming we keep winning uh, for me I'll get on to you in a minute but for me Paul I, I, I just I, I like I love them getting beat I just, I just it's just brilliant uh, it's part of the thing is the hope 
you know, it's like almost like Laurel and Hardy or something like that. You know, they're all. It's just you know the piano's almost up to the top of the stairs and it, and it go. It's just brilliant. I just. It's, it's- it's the twenty-four hour meltdown. That's that's oh. what really makes it. it. It's not the same at the time, but like here we are. I mean, we're we're twenty-two hours after it, and it's you know we've had a whole day's worth of hilarity out of it because they just they, they can't take it. It happens to them every time, and they they never learn. <laughs> that's the thing is, you know, they they've got the kind of this strange thing where they think it's going to be any different. It's, they're going to have a different outcome. It's just spectacular again and i i mean part of the reason i think they've gone is is just a complete and utter lack of humility and that kind of feeds through to the fan base remy i was last night i was refreshing my phone every 20 seconds waiting for the heart and hand post game show did he do one no david's away actually so oh it was a I don't know who it was actually, but it was absolutely brilliant. Somebody else did it. It was fantastic. I just, it's just brilliant. And I'll get the, uh, I see the Daily Records uploaded a Rangers podcast, which is always Johnny McFarlane, the fake Hibs supporter. He'll be on there spewing his guts uh, up. Johnny McFarlane wrote the article about their 80 million squad. <laughs> that, that twat. Hey, um, what, what do you prefer, Rem? Or what did, no, I, I know. I, what did you prefer last night? Uh, I'm the same. I always prefer. I, I, I love Celtic more than I hate Rangers, and my first priority is always Celtic winning because the league's in our hands. Plus, it was Hearts. Plus, we battered them, but that just made it a a really satisfying night. I mean, I, I had actually said to my mates before the game, I thought Kilmarnock would get a draw anyway um, because I, I think they're really well organised and the Huns struggle down there. Uh, they always struggle, even if they win, it's usually a narrow win. Uh, and I just had a wee feeling they would get a draw. So, you know, it wasn't a surprise to me. I mean, they've, they've been scattering points like Gaza and Countdown. You know, they're just, they're all over the place. Mm. So, they, you know, I just, it wasn't a surprise, but it was a it was a fantastic bonus that the Kilmarnock goal get in while we were all still on the ground, I have to be honest. The, uh... by, by the way, just sorry, did you see the size of Morelos? Oh, <laughs> He's, I don't know, it's almost like he's not been getting the exercise he usually gets and he's been confined to the house for the last couple of weeks or something. Because well, it's, it's, it's tough to run in flip-flops. I was wondering whether it was him that was pregnant and not his wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no question what's going on with him. Uh, no question. Uh, it's funny, though, the TV guys alluding to it but not being able to say it. Um yeah, he looks about a stone over. But he's always looked overweight to me. Who, who's buying him, by the way? Nobody's buying him. He's he's overweight. He's too small. He's more trouble than he's worth. You know, if I'm playing, if I'm an English Premier League, there's no chance I'm buying him. Listen, it, it, listen if if we can sell Lewis Morgan to Inter Miami, anything can happen. Yeah, but that was for two hundred grand. I know, but that's what they're going to get. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the, the I nonsense. That, I think Morelos, Morelos might be into your maw. I think that could be where he goes. Um, into your maw. <laughs> oh. Very good. Very good, that. Uh, the, um, uh, by the way, have you seen the screen grab, uh, Rem? Have you seen the screen grab off the telly of Kirk Broadfoot when they come on and no. go? Oh, it's, I'll send it to you. It's absolutely, his face is like thunder. And meanwhile, these teammates in front of him are all hugging each other and everything. He looks miserable as sin. It's brilliant. Um, so there's that 
Plus, Eamon Brophy, is it? Well, I know he played with, with Celtic. Great finish, though, wasn't it, Paul? I, it was, actually. And I say that one of the funnier moments last night was the, the game when the second goal went in was the, the guy along for me, one of, one of my good pals, Jim, he, he asked who'd scored. And when we said O'Donnell and Brophy, oh. it was just that, just that look on his face. You know, it was just oh, it's worth a million dollars. You know, uh, on the back of William Boyce a couple of weeks ago, it's it's a big conspiracy. Um, by the way, just quickly on that, um, I thought Julian, I thought Rem, he did really well last night, really well because Boyce is a handful. He definitely is. He had a, a good, he had a good game last yeah. night, Julian. Um, I thought I had a good second half as well. Uh, you know, I, I have been critical, so I thought he had a good game last night, but. It was so easy for them. Uh, I mean, boys get no service at all, um, uh, and I, I'd, I'd love to say I, I felt sorry for them, but I'd be lying. I am just looking up um, Johnny McFarlane's piece on the Rangers transfer value of the players. He's got Connor Golson down for four and a half million. Does it? Does it say much currency? <laughs> <laughs> the big defender, <laughs> the big defender arrived from Brighton for three million and has only increased his value <laughs> with eighteen Aye. months of assured performances. How bad was that? What would you have said, uh, Rem, if Julian had defended like that? I'm... Well, I think you know. <laughs> it, was, it was embarrassing. I mean, they, they get they get a boot up the park. I don't. Was it Katic lost the first one? The guy flicked it on. Now Brophy's a he's not a bad player. He just turned him as if he wasn't there. I mean, it, it was hilariously bad defending, to be fair, as you said, Lords. Great finish. I mean, that was a right in the bottom corner. That was a, it was a cracking strike, but the defending leading up to Jeez. And um, you, you can't blame the pitch for that. It was just woeful. And, he, you know, he, he got away with the, the uh, penalty on Saturday with his Superman impression. He just, the boy's hopeless. And, and I think the, the, the Huns... Reading that the, the follow for, I think they've got wise to him, and they actually realise that maybe the problem isn't the Katic and George Ezra partnership. It might be that Goldson's the one that needs to go. No, Paul, you're good on this stuff. The um, I was looking at the follow follow stuff. The, so there's some grand. I've missed this this great conspiracy with John beating in the in the middle of it. See through the what disasters has, has uh, what beaten esque disasters have befallen Celtic. Do you know? Can you remind any or remember any off the top of your head? Yeah, no. I, th- I think I think they're, they're they're still upset at the rumor that that John Beaton's Nerd Beaton's brother. Uh, I think that's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's maybe at the root of it. Plus, he's got kind of ginger hair, so uh, you know he's, he's he's never going to be a popular choice. Uh, that like. It's best not to delve too deep into follow follow conspiracies. <laughs> let's face it, they're all mental. So uh, let's just keep enjoying the outputs. The because uh, so, Scott, I could never, I never can remember which one's the Freemason and which one's the Orange Jordan boy and which one's the. I just, I can't keep up with all them. All of them. All of them. All of them. Start there, well, and that's you. The the, the thing, Lucy, a couple of games ago, uh, they had. Uh, or maybe it was a couple of months ago. They had the flag at one game, and it was you know that pub he went to after the oh, Celtic Rangers game right. last year. It was like the Crown Tavern or something. And it had the John Beaton Crown Tavern loyal on a flag, 
So I'm just I'm hoping that was on show last night at some point uh, because you know that that that's their mentality. It's I think we talked about this a couple of times before. It's it, you know it's not that they're really that bothered about cheating for referees. They're just pissed off because they're not cheating for them. So you know that's they'd be quite happy if they were getting the decision. It's like you say, Vars. Far's a big hotspot again after last night, but nothing was said about the penalty that you know that never was on Saturday, where uh, Goldson, who incidentally looks a better keeper than a centre half, uh, <laughs> d- dived and, and almost caught the bloody thing. So maybe you know, Hart should buy him. Aye, maybe. <laughs> but no, you, you just you just just give him a wee pat in the head and, and tell them to go on. It's 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 you know it's it's amusing. It's nice to see that they. They've got keyboards that they can batter away with their thumbs. The uh, what do you think VAR would have made, Remy, of the of the disallowed goal where the centre half goes up for the ball, Morellas just hooks him in the back. The boy falls over, and then Morellas heads it in. And apparently, this is a you know, I mean, apparently this is part of the grand conspiracy. Perfectly good well, goal. Uh, even. I, I didn't see it obviously at the time. I, I saw it last night after all the you know, wading through all the raging conspiracy theories, and and I read in a couple of Celtic forums there was nothing up with it. So I thought, oh, I'll need to see this. He, he pushed him in the back. I, 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 I can't believe. I can't believe Andy thought that should have been should have stood. Um. Anyway, uh, so that was that. Uh, we went uh, ten points clear. I, again, I can't remember, Paul. You've got better memory than me. This stage last season, did we? Was this when we stretched it out last year? I mean, was it? I, I think I saw somebody posted it last night. This stage last year, we were we were eight points ahead of them, but we were ten we were ten points less than we do now. So I think we were on sixty and they were on fifty two. But this year round, we're on seventy and they're on sixty. So to be fair, they've improved, but it just shows you the scale of the improvement that we've had, and certainly in. In points totals, uh, same number of games, and we're ten points ahead of where we were. I, I saw the other start last night. I think last Semenovic's goal that equaled our goals for for the entire last season. So we've equaled that in the middle of February. Yeah. Uh, also, another stat I saw kicking around was Lennon's winning percentage, which is now ahead of uh, of Rogers's. Um, for uh, so that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, Lennon seems to be handling it pretty well. Um, the uh... I, I think the amazing thing is how relaxed he looks. He, you know the the you know I know he keeps saying it. He, he, you know he, he's changed and he's different. I, I think he is. He looks totally different. You know he didn't lose it when we lost in the twenty ninth, and he you know he hasn't been kicking water bottles and shouting and bawling at linesmen and referees. He just looks a much calmer, more assured figure, which I think because the players were used to that under Rogers is is actually not a bad thing. Yeah, tell tell Mikey Johnson that. Well. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Hi. But to be fair, he's gone about for the season, isn't he? So he was he was right to shout at him. Nah, true. Is he, is he out for the season? I must have missed that one. Going about for a long time, eh? He's going about for most of the season, I think. By the way, while while we're all talking to you, I'm just that's Johnny. McFarlane thing is just it's absolute comedy classic. I mean, it's brilliant. I'm trying to. I'm just coming up to the. Uh, he, right. he, he retweeted it out when he posted it, and that's how I saw it. And I, I replied to him, it was less Johnny McFarlane and more Johnny Ball because it was think of a number. Oh. He just made it up. 
he just completely made it up. There was no basis in any of the valuations at all, apart from probably Bruce Waddle told him to write it. Oh, that was a cracker as well. By the way, that Jackson thing, unbelievable. I mean, it's not, not the time or place to go into it, but the Keith Jackson's uh, mea culpa on, on the Craig White stuff was just unbelievable. Like, I was only obeying orders. Jesus Christ. The uh, the other one we won't I've go I've never into. heard that line before. Oh. The other one was uh, the statement. What's interesting to me, I mean, I know a few, I'm sure we all know a few Rangers fans. I haven't spoken to or had a, you know any kind of communication with a Rangers fan who thought that statement was any good. They're all, yet yeah, publicly, they're all, they're all backing it. They're all, you know, banging on about, but quite right. No, the tone wasn't right, but this, that, and the next thing. I mean, two-faced bastards. I mean, at least have the balls. Because never, they'll never get rid of trainer unless they stand up to him and unless they call him out. And nobody will, none of them will call him out. And they all know it's wrong. Um, anyway, that's us 10 points clear. Uh, Remy, uh, I think we spoke uh, just after the new year. Uh, you were at 99% certain we were going to win the league. How, how's your percentages now? Well, because there's no greater number than 100%, I'm 100%. Uh, vindicated? It doesn't have to be vindicated. Some people didn't think they win the league and some than others did. I mean, uh, you, you know, part of being a supporter is you have to believe in your team. I always felt we had better players, a better, we've got a far better squad. You, you mentioned that bench last night. Oh. You compare that to their bench. And we and we're, you know, we are serial proven winners and they are serial proven losers. And they are not used to having to win every week. That is a massive thing for them. And if it goes wrong, you know, when we go a goal behind, I, I think everybody still thinks we're going to win. I think when they go a goal behind, everybody thinks they're going to lose. And that's the difference. I, I, you can't overestimate the influence of Brown. And and now I, I would include McGregor in that as well. I mean, he's a different, obviously a different kind of personality, but he is a, he's a, he's a guy that doesn't like to get, I mean, I'm sure none of them do, but McGregor looks a tough little guy. Um, you know, mentally tough anyway. Uh, I'd say McGregor's the next captain in waiting. Um, the way they're playing just now, uh, and, I, and I, you're right. I mean, you're right. Nobody likes to lose, but you, you can see mm-hmm. he, he doesn't like to lose and he doesn't like to miss games. I, I was delighted he was rested against Clyde. I thought Lennon rotated the squad pretty well there. Um, you know, and and we look a lot fresher than we did in December when we were basically dying on our ass because we were playing what seemed like every two days, and we've been. I think it's six away games, Paul. We've had six away games right. since New Year. Yeah, strolled them all. Absolutely strolled them. Uh, battering in goals. We've gone from like one or two goals ahead to eighteen ahead. So that's effectively eleven points clear. Uh, they ain't catching that. The um, I, I think I was the, the least uh, optimistic, um, but I think I could. Well, I'm going to I'm going to now put it up to about. It's hard to see. I mean, they're playing so badly. We're playing so well. I mean, take a, a an overnight switch in form, uh, and I don't think that how's that going to happen. Uh, I don't think Lennon. I don't think the players Brown McGregor would let that happen. But, you know, ninety nine percent. Paul, where are you? To be honest, I thought it would take a nuclear apocalypse to stop us <laughs> winning the league. Now. Uh, they, they, for all the reasons that Remy said, they, they, they're they're losers. That that you know, we've. Leaving aside the fact that we've got guys who've won 
multiple trophies over many years or, or certainly over recent years. Uh, we've got a, a manager who's got a winning mentality. We've got winners, you know, with experience on, you know, on the, the coaching staff right through the team. It's just, you know, the right type of mentality for this supposed title race that we were in. Uh, yeah, we you go back six, seven weeks, we'd, we'd had a bad result. But it came at the end of a very long month where we played, what, nine games, eight, nine games. I've, I keep hearing that we had this disastrous December where we, we won, I think we won seven games and lost two, one of which was basically reserves against Cluj. Uh, so, you know, we, we've been exceptional the last three, four weeks since we came back. They are just reverting to type. They're, they're a bad team. They're badly coached. They've got no creativity, you know. They've, they've obviously signed the the second coming to Jesus and and Haji, but uh, <laughs> he, he got taken off after about sixty minutes last night, apparently. And you know, Gerard's not got a clue. If if they're at the point where they are admitting that their tactical genius is the guy who's been suspended for five games and is sitting up in the stand, and basically that the inference being that their manager's useless. I don't know what McAllister does. Uh, he's he's as effective as he was in his latter days for Scotland. So. Only may continue. I, I just want their fans to keep going through this boom and bust every year, where they think, you know, coming up to Christmas that they're world beaters, and then they spend the whole summer miserable. It's fantastic. That's what I want as I, well. I, I don't want I, the. I, can... I quite like that as well, but I, I think they're more likely to go bust than go boom. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, that'll be interesting because Gerard isn't hanging around. No way is he's hanging around after this summer. No chance. Especially after hearing all the Kilmarnock players singing Take That songs through oh, the dressing room. That was funny. <laughs> By the way, Alex... absolutely hilarious. How much... I mean, his team play horrible football, but how much are you rooting for? That interview with Alex Dyer was absolutely fantastic. Oh, it was great. Great. But I'll, I'll tell you another interview. If, if MD listen, shoot, if they haven't seen it, search it out. Is uh, Captain Fantastic. Oh, Viewing Rangers TV, you'd have thought it was a death in the family. It's unbelievable. I thought it's he was going to start. I thought he was going to start crying. It was brilliant. It was, it was just Corporal Jones. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, well, it's not Corporal Jones. Sorry, Corporal Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> We're all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> The other one, uh, what, what was I going to say? Oh, anyway, oh, the other one. Somebody put it up on Twitter last night. The uh, old t- uh, t- Tom Miller, the t- the Rangers TV commentator, after the game at Celtic Park in December. That uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure he wasn't saying that last night. Fantastic, uh, Paul. We've got a game on Sunday at Aberdeen. Uh, I'd, I'm, I'm actually fl- flying back to the UK tonight. Uh, I didn't. I thought oh, maybe I could get up there on Sunday. And Maggie's that no chance. Um, anyway, uh, Aberdeen pickers. Uh, could Peter not set you a ticket up? No. Oh well, and uh, that well, I was expecting you'd do that for me, but of course, you, uh, can you have you got access to the boardroom at Aberdeen as well? No, I didn't think oh. so. The, uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm okay. I have a ticket for Saturday, Sunday evening. Um, Paul, pick as a team, and pick as a formation. More importantly. Well, in, in, in the interest of time, I'm just going to... I get Remy's point about the, the possibility of us going back to the four at the back, but I, I think we'll just we'll just roll over and it'll be the same team uh, as, as played the other night. Assuming everybody came through last night fit, because you know, they were exceptional. The, the, you know, Aberdeen shouldn't be treated with any kind of respect. And you know we know what we're going to get up there. 
it's going to be high balls lumped into whichever <laughs> stooge they have playing up front, whether it's Cosgrove or Main that they, they wheel out against us. Uh, and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try the old anti-football stuff like they always do when we go there. But just treat them with total contempt, put the same team out, play the way we've been playing and hammer them. There you go, Rem. Is that a rallying cry for you? As I, I, I expect us to hammer them, but uh, all I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if we if we went four two three one to get El Yunusi in, uh, because when we battered them up there at the start of the season, uh, El Yunusi was excellent. Um, so you know he's had two games or a, a game and a bit now, um, so he's probably fit. Um, and he he got he took it was interesting to me that he took Griffiths off last night who's the, the probably the one out of the two that needed the game time. So that just made me think maybe we are going to change it on Sunday. Um, but I'm assuming Paul, I'd be quite happy with three five two as long as we get and slaughter them because I want to see the wee Permatan FUD greeting and uh, I think I think his jotters may be near as well. Uh yeah, it looks like it, the new chairman and all that. The uh again it's hard to see how they change, but you change and you don't get the result. I mean, how bad does that look? You, you, you've got to go what's, with what's been succeeding. And if it doesn't go the way you want it, after 60 minutes, you can always change it. God knows the bench is strong enough and the players are flexible enough to play any formation that you want. Um, but I mean, bringing on El Yunusi and Christie, I mean, Jesus, God, uh, phenomenal. Here, I, I'm going to predict 2-0 uh, us, Paul. Uh, I'm going to predict 4-0 us. Oh, look at you. Anyway, I thought we'd come to a crescendo with the star of the By The Minute Celtic podcast, but I think you might have done him. Uh, Remy, can you top 4-0? Yes, I think we'll get more than that. Uh, I think <laughs> Paul, Paul's point about McKenna is very apt, and if we're playing two up front against those two totties, uh, <laughs> I think we might get five or six. <laughs> Okay, Paul, good to talk to you, Paul. Talk to you again soon. Yeah, cheers, guys. That was great. Thanks. Remy, See you later. All the best, mate. Right, bye bye. bye.